Welcome to the Karan Pavani Show, your destination for everything marketing and entrepreneurship. Keep listening to this episode. Thank you. All right. Hey, Bot Fam. Uh, hope everyone is bashing their goals and achieving their dreams and aspirations. This is Karan Parvani, founder of Vidui Consult, KaranParvani.com, and the Karan Parvani Show. This show is all about marketing and entrepreneurship, insights of which will be delivered by inspirational folks who have done some amazing stuff in their life and in their career. So today we have someone who is contently special, uh, someone whose voice is so soothing you can just listen to it for unlimited hours. Uh, someone I admire and look up to for anything related to content marketing as he is the goat. <clears throat> he is an acclaimed TEDx speaker, astounding content marketer, co-founder of a digital agency, Pixel Track Digital, creator of Content Marketing Mastery Program and an outstander master toastmaster and a passionate traveler. So with applause and bagpipes, welcome Sanjay Shirai on the show. Welcome Sanjay. <laughs> Hey Karan, thanks a lot for that amazing introduction. I think uh, you gave me like 10 more extra brownie points there into my introduction. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Okay, um, so uh, I guys, I said bagpipes, so don't consider it as bagpipers, alright? So we don't uh, promote iCall, it's bagpipes, alright? So Sanjay is someone with whom my first touch point was Amit Mishra's channel, that's Triotech. Though I've seen him before with Deepak as he is the co-founder of Pixel Track. So I saw his video and it was so in-depth and insightful. I have never heard of key points he mentioned in that and it completely blew my mind. I also have to play one round of badminton with him, which we will play one day in future. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm always up for badminton. Nobody likes shows up. That's the big problem here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Sanjay, before we go ahead, we have a tradition uh, you know in which uh, there is an oath ceremony which we do and so it requires you to raise your right hand and bring it near to your heart all right and say the way say before me um, i sanjay shinoy i sanjay shinoy do swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth do swear to tell the truth but nothing but the truth and reveal all my content marketing secrets <laughs> and reveal all my content marketing secrets for an amazing audience to go and implement them for an amazing audience to go and implement them thank you Sanjay <laughs> wow right. I never felt so nervous about taking a oath <laughs> okay so Sanjay uh, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself from A to Z how you started and I, as I read that you became a digital marketer accidentally. Um, so what are you up to now with PixelTrack, SanjayShinoy.com and your future endeavors? Yeah, so I think uh, my career goes way, way back. It's okay. almost been 10 years since I got into this whole field. And uh, like most people out there, I started out uh, to make some money when I was about 17, 18. And I tried a bunch of things, but nothing worked out. But uh, then I eventually popped into a couple of forums and I realized that there is a thing called SEO. And I had no idea what it was. And, but I saw that a lot of people were providing these services. A lot of people were like uh, making these orders and which kind of signified that, you know, this good money to be made here. Uh, so I went to uh, freelancer.com and start, started bidding for projects and I could not get any projects because I had no any kind of uh, credibility or rep or that uh, platform and obviously my pitch 
absolutely sucked. So what I did was I created a project saying that I am looking for someone to do SEO on my side. So I started getting all of these proposals. So I took a the best parts about all the proposals and then I started pitching again. So the first uh, bid I did for uh, a project, I won it and uh, I got my first $400 there. And that's when I started learning SEO because <laughs> uh, I had no idea what, how to go about doing SEO and all of those things. And uh, yeah, that's how my journey started. Then I realized that you know there are uh, a lot more uh, uh, people out there who, we, who I can provide this service to and people are looking for these kind of services. So I started consulting people. Uh, I opened an agency both in Bangalore and in Singapore, uh, running for about uh, four years back then. And uh, then I realized that uh, service as an industry inherently uh, has a lot of disadvantages, number one. Number two, uh, India as a market was very early in the whole digital marketing experience back then. Uh, the biggest problem was we had to educate people why they had to like, get into the digital marketing space as a business and all of those things. These days you don't have to do that. You have to tell them how you're going to do it and why you're good at uh, doing that and all those things. So getting past that hurdle itself was very big. Uh, so there are very few companies who had realized this potential and most of them are startups. So uh, I started working with startups and one of the first startups I worked with was Thrilophilia, where I took care of their entire uh, digital marketing. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. Uh, we did a bunch of amazing stuff. Uh, uh, the main major aspect of Thrilophilia was content marketing. And that's how most of the traffic came through. And that's where I truly discovered how powerful content marketing can be. And uh, I took up uh, the traffic from 500,000 to more than 1.5 million sessions a month. Wow. Uh, but then again, it got me thinking, like, you know, whether I got lucky or what. So I joined another company called Explorer. Okay. And so I started there from scratch and I took their blog from zero to 100,000 sessions in just like six months. So now I knew that I have a, a model that can be replicable across different businesses and I can bring in the same kind of results. I went out and did the same thing, uh, started doing a lot more integrated digital marketing uh, strategies for more startups. Uh, that's when uh, Deepak hit me up and said that, hey man, why don't we like join together and you know start a company together and start doing things and courses together. So it's been two years since that happened and we've been running Pixel Track for the past uh, two years. Hmm. So we would like to believe that primarily we are a digital marketing training company. Yeah. And uh, we also consult uh, clients on the side uh, where we have a bunch of Fortune 500 clients where we are consulting uh, yeah. the likes of your Mercedes friends, Nikon, and all of those people. And uh, we also do a bunch of events. We have our own uh, properties like a digital marketing club and all of those things. So, yeah, I'm the co founder of Pixel Track with uh, Deepak being the other co founder. So, yeah, that's been my journey so far. An amazing one, an amazing one from Singapore, Bangalore, everything. So you have explored, you have seen the market, you know, and you're, we know that you are someone, uh, if we have to see as content marketing, we definitely have to consult you because you have taken, you have done practically, you have applied everything in your life. Amazing, Sanjay. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, taking us through your journey. And so we'll move on to the next thing, which is important. Uh, so what's something people seem, seem to misunderstand about Sanjay Shinoi? They seem that you know you are you. They misunderstand about you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that I'm very unapproachable. Uh, that's the kind of uh, feedback I've got from people. <laughs> but uh, I am extremely approachable. I'm actually quite shy in front of people, so which is why yeah. people get that 
approachable for whatever reasons. But I would like to tell people that I'm definitely approachable. Yes. I would never turn down someone approaching me with any kind of help and all of those things. So yeah, I think a lot of people misunderstand that. Maybe because of my voice or whatever. So it should be opposite. They should approach you because your voice is so soothing. They would like to hear it on your phone. <laughs> I so, wouldn't describe my voice as soothing, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, amazing. So Sanjay, um, you know, I recently saw your TED talk. It was amazing. You know, and it was on a beach, so it it, it added as a flavor. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, <laughs> so there you talked about a very important concept. Um, you know that why content without context is useless. So you know, um, yeah. we understood, but a lot of people who are coming to digital marketing and specifically in content marketing, they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they uh, saw it and they, I think most of them didn't understand the crux of it. So if you, if you, you know, uh, in general, want to, you know, explain to the audience as to why, what is the importance of the statement? And why should they pay attention to it right now? Yeah, I'll tell it from a digital marketing perspective because my TEDx talk was from a more generic perspective. Yes. Uh, right. So when we talk about content marketing, a lot of people are definitely attracted towards it, especially businesses and people yep. want to learn content marketing because people or businesses would want to hire them as such. So a lot of people jump into this whole thing. Uh, but what a lot of people miss is the why behind content marketing. Why are they getting into content marketing? And that was what I was trying to say in my TEDx talk, right? The context for your content needs to be set, right? Without which the information that you are sending across does not have the same impact as it would if there is enough context. I'll give you an example. So while I was working, I was approached by this uh, real estate company, uh, which is now acquired by some other company. Uh, they reached out to me saying that, hey, we would like to like, uh, they were already doing some content marketing and they were like, we want to like beef up our content marketing and all of those things. Despite being a real estate uh, company, what the kind of content they were creating was um, extremely tabloid kind of content, like, you know, top 10 bars to go in the city, top 10 biryanis you get in the city, blah, 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 <laughs> and all of those things. So there was definitely, uh, there was no alignment between the content they were creating uh, with the product itself or the offering that they were having, which is primarily why their content marketing was not working. Although they were able to attract a lot of eyeballs uh, with the content that they were creating, they were not able to convert that attention into a transaction. This is what I was talking in the TEDx talk also. It's not important. So you sending the right context will allow you to convert that attention into a transaction. So that is why it is very important that you set the context right for all kinds of content that you create and align it align it uh, with your product or your service. And most importantly, align it with the problems that your uh, audience are facing and you provide solutions through the content marketing. So that's how it should be approached and not be approached saying that, hey, I'm going to do content marketing for the sake of doing content marketing. Well, of course, you're going to get the eyeballs, but that's all you're going to get. So I might as well get the money out of these guys rather than the eyeballs. When you put it in the context, uh, that changes everything. Absolutely. So let's take an example of a real estate customer which you're talking about. So if we if we have an article which says, why buying a 3BHK is better than buying a 2BHK. So is this the context that they should put in? I mean, that's a fairly good example to have as a content piece on the uh, platform. Definitely, yes. So this was more of a real estate platform rather than a real estate company. They were not a real estate company. They were okay. Like a platform. Platform. Out. 
uh, companies and all that. So there, I'm sure that there are a lot of problems around getting a house or renting a house uh, in any city for that. If you have to take Bangalore for that matter, there are plenty of problems uh, you might have faced. I definitely have faced when I'm looking for a house. So how can we tackle these problems and provide solutions through content? You know, that is how they should approach this whole thing and figure out what are the things these guys are facing as problems. Can we provide the solutions which will ultimately lead them to buy your solution, which is the offer itself. Otherwise, they're just wasting their time writing the content and that content is not converting yeah. into anything. Yeah, it won't convert at all. So that's very important to have, which Absolutely. is why you need to work backwards. When you work backwards, keeping conversions in mind, sales to be yes. very specific in mind, then your content marketing is forced into a context, then it becomes a lot more powerful. Absolutely. Amazing. So guys, you should um, take care of it that whenever you are creating a piece of content, always, um, you know, list out the problems which your customer might have and then convert them into content piece that could be, that could solve their problem and add a call to action button for whatever you want them to do at the end of your content. So this might, uh, you know, have more context in what you're trying to create. All right. Thank you, Sanjay, for it. And uh, we move to the next, uh, you know, statement, Sanjay, which, you know, digital marketers make usually. So what this says, um, I quote, I know the importance of content, right? I know it is the king, but either I fall flat in measuring my content marketing efforts and map it to the customer journey, or I don't know how much I have to create more in order to start receiving relevant traffic and sales. So what they're talking about is how should they measure their content marketing efforts? So basically, see, the ultimate metric is very simple. The ultimate metric is sales, right? Or money. How much money are you making out of your content marketing efforts? So that is the ultimate metric that any content marketer or any digital marketer should have. So having that in mind, you need to work backwards to that. Now, that is the ultimate metric. But on a surface level, if assuming that if you, you, you have figured out to plug the gap between your content marketing efforts and your business goals, uh, thereby saying that, hey, if I produce this content piece, I am going to get the business goals. Now, you would want that content piece itself to work as much as possible for you, right? So, two very important uh, metrics that I used to do uh, track was the amplification rate, which is basically how many people are sharing your piece of content, and the conversation rate, that is how many people are commenting on your posts and all of those things. So both these things is a great uh, tool or a great metric uh, for showing how engaged your audience is. If your uh, audience is engaged enough, it's much more easier for you to convert that engaged audience to a customer uh, further down the line. So on a surface level, these are the two important metrics that I would uh, track. Of course, the most uh, important vanity metric would be the number of sessions or page views you're getting also. Because if, like I mentioned, if you've figured out how you can plug content marketing efforts with your business goals, the more you feed on top, the more you want to get at the bottom in terms of sales. So I think I would suggest that uh, look at page views, obviously, sessions and all page views, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, second is amplification rate. Third is conversation rate. Amazing. Yeah, that should be taken care when they create each and every piece of content. They should, they should, you know, they don't um, figure out what's going to happen when they release it. So they are still ambiguous about it, right? Am I audible? Absolutely. Yep. 
So, um, thank you so much, Sanjay, for answering yes, this. Yes, I can hear it, man. Yep. So, the, uh, I think this will clear a lot of doubts which people had regarding this, and they will now start, you know, measuring each and every content piece they produce. All right. So, Sanjay, uh, one thing is that what makes you get out of your bed every morning? <laughs> Jump and then just go out and create content. Like, what is that inspiration, uh, burning desire inside your belly, which helps you to get up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's a burning desire, but uh, yes, I, I clearly know what I want to do with my company. I clearly know where I want to take it. And I clearly know what kind of effort it takes to create a company like that. Uh, so when I wake up in the morning, I know why I should be waking up and why it is so important that I wake up on time and like get out of my bed and like, you know, get things going. It's not just about content. There are so many other factors that I take care of in the business. So there are plenty of things that is happening on an everyday basis. Okay. So having the clarity of vision of where you want to take a business, uh, that in itself is like a great fuel for your desire. Like, you know, if you know what is the potential of this business and if you know that, hey, if you do this for the next, say, five to 10 years, and if you keep doing this for the next five to 10 years, you will have every reason to wake up and get out of your bed. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. So guys, get out of your bed every morning on time and tell, I mean, just do what Sanjay is doing in terms of how he is inspired to take his company forward. All right. Uh, Sanjay, now it's an, it's an interesting thing. Uh, so imagine this, you, are, you know, master shift, right? Yeah. So here we have content shift, right? And okay. it's, <laughs> it's season one. All right. And you are one of the finalists with Okay. With Neil Patel, Brian Dean, all right, Deepak, and Ryan Dice, all right. So all of you are finalists, and all of okay. you have been assigned one client each, all right. And okay. you received Uber as a client. So okay. now you have to cook a content marketing strategy for Uber, which will fetch you okay. an amazing trip to Madagascar. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, what so I'm, I'm supposed to do right now? Yeah, I mean, just, 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 just an overview. Of course, don't <laughs> nothing in detail. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. So, uh, I mean, for Uber as a company, you need to understand that they're a very big company, right? And yep. what you need to do uh, for such a big company to get as many people uh, as possible to know about them is a, a branding campaign. You need to ensure that people start associating Uber as a brand with certain emotions, right? So that is the kind of approach I would take to create a strategy for Uber. And how can we reinforce, first of all, we need to create a brand image for Uber. So we first decide what is the brand image that we want to create for Uber. Is it is it like um, they are in the business of transportation? So is it about uh, connecting people's lives? Is it about providing safe transportation for people? Is it about uh, providing reliable transportation system? Is it about providing cheap transportation uh, solutions and all of those things? So it can be any one of these brand positioning. And now once we figure out, say for example, we uh, understood that uh, people want reliable uh, transportation solutions, which unfortunately Uber is not providing these days, but yeah. <laughs> so let's assume that Uber uh, will wake up one day and start providing reliable uh, transportation solutions. Now, that is the brand image we need to create. So we'll start creating content which signifies or uh, perpetuates that reliability. How Uber is 
being reliable and how it is out there solving people's problem by being reliable. Then you create a ton of content uh, reinforcing that image with different angles. Right? The same reliability can be put in different stories in people's life. Uh, it can be approached in different angles. So you create these multiple stories and just go blitzkrieg with the, uh, the distribution part. Put it as many places as possible and get people to know. That way, a new brand image is created and that brand image is reinforced so that when people subconsciously think about having a reliable transportation solution, they know what to open up. Got it. I think um, I think you won the competition, and uh, you. Oh, I'm going to Madagascar. Yeah, <laughs> you are going. Oh wow! <laughs> Amazing. I think I know you wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, Sanjay. Thank you so much. So, guys, I think uh, you should you think about you know creating stories. Storytelling is an important component. I think Uber creates it a lot, and they don't directly talk about you know that yeah come let's take our rides. You know they just talk about stories. So they create a brand positioning of you know t uh, being a reliable and safe right. And if you are stuck in stuck in an office and not getting transpiration, just booking over. So that's what they show it in their in advertisements. So you should you can just you know. Uh, take it as for your own company, your own business, and make it contextual to what you provide, and create stories around that. All right, thank you, Sanjay, for you know uh, winning the contest, and uh, we move on to the next thing. So, Sanjay, you're a passionate traveler, as I've seen in your Instagram, and you have traveled to so many places. So, you know, um, I'm trying to build my interest, but I'm sure it won't come any soon for traveling. Uh, so, what do you think? Can traveling help a digital marketer to perform better? And of, I mean, if, if a digital marketer goes to any place, I mean, will you become more uh, storytelling person? Uh, so what do you think about traveling, helping digital marketers today? Oh, I mean, I definitely believe this, whether you are a digital marketer or not, yeah. traveling is definitely going to help you. Uh, it need not be any kind of fancy traveling. It can be really short traveling also. The whole idea why I started traveling was because I wanted to intentionally put myself out of the comfort zone. Because see, you're so used to your daily experience, right? Every day you're doing the same thing without knowing subconsciously. You're like waking up, brushing your teeth, having coffee, getting ready to work. On the way you stop and have breakfast, you go to work. So even those very mundane activities, there is a routine there and all of those things. So you build this comfort zone around you. And why I want to travel, the reason why I travel is I want to put myself out of this comfort zone. And I usually travel solo, so I travel alone and I go for like a couple of weeks. Uh, so that really forces you to start even the smallest exercise like going out and uh, grabbing something to eat can make such a huge difference. Yeah. And you start looking at all of these experiences in a completely different way. And it allows you to have amazing experiences. And I always tell this to people, if you want to be a good digital marketer, start living more and more experiences. It kind of adds so much value into your uh, perspective about life in general and also about different things. So yeah, it definitely helps and it definitely has helped me. So I'm not complaining. Of course, you know, so I mean, you also get the art of storytelling when you go and you see different people. You know, that the yeah, you see different people and you, you really understand that, you know, how important it is to, if you have to tell a story, how important it is to keep the person in front of you in mind and how to craft your story according to that. Absolutely. The same way of storytelling is not going to fly, say, in Europe uh, compared to, say, in Goa or something like that. You know, you need to like craft that in a different way. People, people are different there. 
everything is different right? so yeah absolutely amazing amazing thank you so much i think uh, i will start traveling after few years when we have enough money to do it. what's stopping you from traveling right now uh i think some is work you know sometimes i'm so i'm so lazy to travel <laughs> you're lazy to at least you're honest it's okay yeah <laughs> great great so sanjay uh one question uh what do you fear the most what do i fear the most yes one fear which which can keep you awake for the whole night Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> What keeps me up is uh, a lot of times is am I good enough? Am I doing enough to like make myself the best out there? And am I good enough to like compete with the best out there? So yeah, that kind of like keeps me up, keeps me uh, grounded, and keeps me a little scared each day, every day. Of course. So yeah, you then try to be better by you know uh, learning better, learning more, and then that fear automatically gets away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. absolutely great so sanjay uh, i think you were able to you know increase the traffic for you know xpr and three of the companies you worked with and you know the seo has changed over the past few years and it's it's now 2020 so people are asking yeah. what is the relevancy of seo in the coming years i mean many of them have said seo is dead but i don't agree with that of course so what do you think is relevant in 2020 i mean anything any 10 things or five things you think that people should do and they shouldn't miss so that their seo strategies are effective enough so this whole seo is dead myth is going on since i started seo which was 10 years 10 years back so, yeah so the fact that seo is not quite dead even now kind of like debunks the myth that seo is not going to be dead for any time in the future right uh, and there are various reasons to it and uh, but having said that it's very important to start looking at seo in a completely different perspective right so what google is doing is just that google is just a middleman out and you as a business or whatever it is you are trying to reach the user yep. so the more and what google is trying to do along this is they is trying to monetize this whole experience of you finding the audience right that's what it's trying to do at the end of the day yep. so in google's interest it would be amazing if it can show the user the best possible result for a particular query right and that's what google wants because if the user experience is bad in that aspect the user will stop using google and probably go to another thing so that is what google is trying to do and it would make sense also for you to think about making the experience of your user a good experience in itself that way you are going to build trust with those people so the, what i think is that seo is not seo it's user experience optimization or user journey optimization basically right so there is a particular journey that the user is going through and how can you make this entire journey entire experience really good now if you do this believe it or not google can become irrelevant to you eventually right because you build so much brand that you know google will start uh, not only google like people will start looking for you directly onto the process social media emails and all of those things that is your ultimate goal your ultimate goal in seo is to make seo irrelevant to you so wow. that is the <laughs> yeah so that is exactly what you should be aiming for when it comes to seo uh and a lot of people think that seo is dead right now is because you know there is now uh, 
Google Ads is taking so much of the real estate, and then uh, otherwise, like Google itself is showing all the information that they need without having to like zero-click searches and all of these things is happening. Blah blah blah, and uh, which is a good thing, right? And what you need to understand here is that those keywords are only informational keywords. And there is no point in like bloating up your page views or sessions with those keywords and expecting people to convert eventually. So it's okay that Google is taking care of most of these kind of things. What is the good news here is there is a ton of long tail keywords out there. So there is still a lot of, and the best part is Google is not monetizing all of these long tail keywords as much as they are for the shorter tail Hmm. Uh, keywords or the head keywords and all of those things. So there is not enough competition out there. So it's very difficult to like say that Google has this much inventory, but like this much is still left, which is Google is not monetizing. So you have this much space to play around with. So SEO will never be dead. So we, uh, as long as search engines are around, and the way we interact with search engines stay the same way as we are right now, I think it's going to be around for. At least another five to ten years, I would say. I I also had a session with Saurav. So Saurav yeah. said it won't die because people would never stop searching. Yeah, I mean the, the reason why I am saying uh, the way people search that if that changes, uh, then it might be like uh, slightly different. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like Saurav had mentioned, uh, it all depends on people, right? Yeah. Uh, the people use it. There, there, there'll still be people who need your services. Yeah. It might be Google today. It might be something else tomorrow. But at the end of the day, people will remain the same. So just focus on the people right away, right from now, and uh, that can be like make very, the search engines irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing, great, Sanjay. Thank you so much for this. And uh, Sanjay, if if you could have dinner, right, with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, uh, I would like to have dinner with Mark Cuban. Uh, he's a big entrepreneur and is one of the sharks on Shark Tank. I really like that guy. I really like how he views businesses, how he has achieved the kind of success he has. Definitely, Mark Cuban would be uh, one of them. Uh, second would be, I think, Rahul Dravid. I really like him as a player. Uh, he's a great human being, also. Very importantly, more than a great cricketer, I think he's a great human being. Yeah. So I think it would be an amazing uh, uh, this thing to sit with him. Uh, I don't know who the third. The third one is Oman. How about we grab dinner now? Karan, you want to go? All right, let's go. The third slot is open, so you can fill it up if you of want. Course. <laughs> Thank you so much. It would be a pleasure to have it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, sure. All right. So, um, Sanjay, we have 10 quick rapid fire questions. All right. So, you ready okay. for the team? I'm always bad at rapid fire. Okay, but let's go. <laughs> All right. So, Bangkok or Bangalore? Oh, Bangalore. All right. Hrefs or SEM Rush? Hrefs any day. <laughs> All right. Spain or Portugal? <laughs> oh, definitely Spain. All right. So, uh, working at Explorer or working at Trigophilia? Uh, uh, very difficult to choose, but I would say Trigophilia. Yep. All right. I made a lot of amazing friends there. So, yeah. So, networks and connections are, you know, long term thing. Yeah. 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 Your dreams or society's dreams? 
Oh, my dreams through the society. <laughs> All right, agency or an independent marketing consultant? Oh, consultant for sure. Great. Uh, best advice you have received and the worst advice you have received? Oh wow! I I don't seem to can I pass? I don't seem to remember like yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll pass. Sure. Okay. So your two failures till now, which allowed you to learn and move forward? Oh yeah, great question. I think the first failure is my business failure. Well, uh, the agency itself—it was not exactly a failure, but a lot of things went wrong there. I made a lot of expensive mistakes while I was running my first business. Okay. Because one, I was extremely inexperienced. Uh, two, I was very young. So that like literally taught me so many things, right? And um, that was one. Uh, second, I haven't had like a very big failure since then, but a lot of small, small failures here and there has definitely allowed me to. Uh, introspect and rethink about how to approach things. So yeah, but I think I would pick both the uh, two experience to my previous previous business experience. Amazing. So yeah, great. Okay, your two success stories you are so happy about. You wish to party. I wish to party. Yeah, your two success stories. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, we're doing pretty good at Pixel Track right now, and okay. we are working with another company also to build their educational product. We recently got uh, we hit thousand customers in just a month, so definitely we are partying for that. Okay. Um, um, I don't know why does it have to be two, man? I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> just one. I think I'm just partying for that reason. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the previous success story. Uh, Again, I would definitely go out and party because I failed in my first business. Because it's very that was the most <laughs> profound experience that I've had in my life. Okay, amazing, amazing. Or oh, your most favorite book ever? My favorite, most favorite book ever? Yeah. Oh, uh, I would say Shantaram. Okay, so what is it about? Just an overview of it. Oh, Shantaram is uh, a story about this Australian convict who escaped prison and came to India and lived here for about 20, 30 years. It's a beautiful book. I recommend everyone to read it. So yeah, Shantaram is definitely. Uh, Shantaram in fiction, uh, Sapiens in nonfiction. Shantaram in Sapiens. All right. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So one last thing, Sanjay. Um, if you can pick up the phone right now and call the 18-year-old Sanjay Shunoi, what would you tell him? Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I have so many things to tell. <laughs> like, I don't know where to start. Just one, uh, two, one, two things which you can, which is urgent for you. Oh, uh, the most important thing I would say is be patient and think long term. That I think those are the two things I'll uh, tell him. Like you know, be patient and long term. Don't think about. Stop playing short term games. Okay. Amazing, amazing. I think your I think your eighteen year old will be so proud <laughs> when you tell him this. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> thank you, Sanjay. Um, I think first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show and enlightening our audience about your journey about content marketing and you know setting up the content marketing right to them. And uh, sure, thanks a lot. If audience even takes thirty percent of what you discussed, they can turn the strategies and campaigns around. Yeah, hopefully, I really hope so. And it's again, I keep telling most of the things in digital marketing uh, is not a knowledge problem; it's an execution problem. We have enough knowledge out there. Uh, people just need to put their heads down and start executing things. 
and hopefully uh, after watching this amazing show of yours people have found enough uh, value from it which they can go ahead and implement and yeah. i'll be more than happy and glad to know that they have absolutely so guys here was sanjay shinoy thank you so much for tuning into this episode and investing your time and energy to something productive you can go ahead and take the show notes at currentfarming.com/podcast two days after this episode is released and starting action until next time keep bashing your goals and achieving your dreams this is your host current parvani signing off